हेलो पीपल गुड मॉर्निंग नमस्कार आई एम रशीद कपन वेलकमिंग यू बैक टू डी एच रेडियो सेल्फ सफिशियंसी इन वाटर एंड एनर्जी इज एवरी बिग सिटीज ड्रीम फेस्ड विद वाटर एंड पावर क्राइसिस एवरी समर बेंगलुरु इज येट टू फाइंड अ लास्टिंग सोल्यूशन टू दिस पेरेनियल प्रॉब्लम but the bengaluru international airport limited bial has shown a sustainable way out today we have with us bial's president and chief executive officer hari mara to tell us more about what exactly went into making the kempegowda international airport a model for sustainability thank you rashid it's a pleasure to be on the show okay now let's go straight to the questions now catering to a massive workforce and passenger population the airport has become 100% water positive what did bil do to achieve this and uh, can this be a model for the entire city to emulate uh, certainly rashid i think the second part of your question is easily answered it certainly can become a model for a city or any large campus to emulate without any doubt let me start from the beginning when bangalore airport was established in devanhalli region it was very clear that uh, there was there were concerns at that stage itself that such a large enterprise catering to like you rightly said millions of people so many thousands of employees every day is being established in an area uh, which is already known for its rainwater shortage for its already uh, overexploited rainwater resources and so on and so forth and there were concerns as how would this huge campus sustain itself in the long run and uh, given that there was this uh, concern we committed ourselves very early to figure out a solution to this problem we started way back and said let's evaluate the risks and the opportunities that are there to make ourselves water self reliant and as a result of sustained actions over a period of time by the year 2019 we had the privilege of being able to declare that we are water positive which means that our net water consumption is less than the water production the total amount of water that's captured and produced within the campus and with a water positivity index of 1.37 it's a very positive sign so what did we do the main part of what we did was to look at ground recharge and lake recharge so we have several groundwater recharge pits across the campus hundreds of them across the campus apart from that we have a master plan for looking at the entire drainage across the campus so that the water runoff can be intelligently captured into stormwater drains and be directed towards the nearby lakes we are very conscious that in our efforts it's not just the airport itself that must become water reliant but we were looking at the entire community the communities that surround the airport as well so we made sure that the three lakes that surround the airport were the recipients of this quantum of water that came as runoffs it was not only important to look at the quantity of water that was being produced but also the quality and quality can be managed only by separating stormwater drain from the uh, sewage sewage was kept completely different so that there's no sewage mixed with the uh, rainwater runoff that goes in the stormwater drains and also by putting in place a very strong system for uh, managing both liquid and solid waste that uh, are generated in the campus so that there is no contamination of the groundwater at all that is just to look at it from the supply side but it's also to look at it from the demand side right just because we are producing a lot of water doesn't mean that you can go ahead and and have rampant consumption so even from the consumption side what we have done is put in place a whole slew of measures to ensure that we consume water in a very responsible fashion so we've got low water consumption fixtures across the washrooms in the entire airport in all the buildings 
Another large consumer of water is all the landscaping and horticulture that we have. So we have a very smart weather-based irrigation system, which actually looks at the rate of evapotranspiration. There are sensors to figure out what's the soil moisture content and looks at the prevalent weather conditions and all that, and then decides how much of water to deploy. And using a hydropneumatic pump station and automatic filtration unit, what it does is it actually helps to dose the exact amount of water so that too much of water doesn't go even for the irrigation, exactly the right amount that is required. And we have saved over 30% as a result of that. And the idea is as many measures as possible to reduce the consumption of water, the better, and as many measures to improve the capture and retention of water. Uh, so apart from the lakes that we have fed outside the campus, we're also developing catchment areas inside the terminal. In the first phase, we are developing a total reservoir capacity of over 1,000 million litres within the campus, from which we can harvest close to 5 million litres per day for our internal consumption. And this is portable water quality, Rashid. Apart from all the efforts that we've put inside our campus, we've also supported our nearby communities. So what we have done is we've worked with the nearby villages and uh, provided access to safe drinking water. We've uh, installed rainwater harvesting units in five villages surrounding the airport so that there is safe drinking water for the communities and for the families that live there. So this sort of summarizes uh, many of the actions that we have taken, uh, Rashid. And I think anybody really can do this. Yeah, this looks like a mini city in itself. That's now, true. could you elaborate on the savings achieved in the energy sector? What kinds of uh, built infrastructure are uh, powered by the solar and other renewable energy sources in the airport? And what learnings do you think can be adopted by BESCOM from Bayal's efforts? I think it's plain for everybody to see that it is a very large campus. Our campus, just to describe it, has got 4,000 acres. We've got one operational terminal building, which is about 160,000 square meters. Apart from the size of the terminal, we've got many other buildings as well that operate. Many, many offices, cargo terminals, fuel stations, aircraft fuel pumping facilities, catering units multiple numbers of restaurants, hotel, and just office buildings, close to about 70, 80 different buildings are there across the campus. So we're a large consumer of energy. There is no doubt about that. And we've been very conscious about the fact that not only do we need to focus on reducing the consumption of power across our campus, but we were also conscious about the fact that we had set ourselves a target by 2021, we must be energy neutral. Because we're conscious about the climate change impact of the greenhouse emissions as a result of this energy consumption. So we started, I still remember way back with a small unit. We took about 10 acres of land on the side of the runway and established our first solar farm. And we were delighted with that outcome. We were so happy with the result of that because the power was coming at a much lower price. The payback of that was so fast. We said, let's do more. So we covered all the buildings in our campus with uh, rooftop uh, solar panels. And that also worked splendidly well for us. So we immediately went into uh, off-site power purchase agreement for solar energy with two partners and that produced 20 million units each on an annual basis and all of these came at incredibly low prices and the first thought that went to my mind is why is not everybody doing this or why are not more and more people doing this because the power is not only clean but actually is cheaper than traditional grid power and then of course to cap off our total requirement and in target with our vision of uh, being energy neutral by 2021, we actually entered into a power purchase agreement for the balance load as well, which is through wind, because wind is produced 
24 hours solar is produced only during the day. As a result, our dependency of on non-renewable source of energy was brought down to zero. So for the last few months, we've been operating at 100% renewable energy only across the 4,000 acre campus. To your question, what kind of built infrastructure is powered? Everything, every unit of power inside the campus is powered with renewable energy only. So as a result of all this, we're delighted that it's a clean, clean campus from that standpoint. But we've also made significant attempts to reduce our consumption of power as well. First thing that we did was converted all our lighting to LED, including, that's a unique one, that our runway that we newly constructed is powered by LED lighting. And that is probably the first airport in Asia Pacific that is completely powered by LED. Similarly, street lights, internal lighting. In a phase banner, we converted all of these to LED lights. I think there's small quantum balance, but that too will be done shortly. Similarly, we also decided to put into place from a lighting perspective, smart energy meters to track consumption of power and decide how power should be consumed across the campus. And as a result, we saved about half a million units from that alone. Then we implemented chiller plant optimization for our air conditioning systems, which has resulted in saving about 1.7 million units. With significant efforts like this, we have saved over 18 crores annually for the 70 million units of energy that we consume in the campus. 18 crores is a significant saving. And to top it all, we also have the benefit of saying that we're a clean campus. Like I said, this is a no-brainer. More and more people should be doing this. And I think Karnataka is a leader when it comes to this. I think Karnataka's share of renewable energy probably is the highest among all states in India and is actually a leader in this area. And uh, we are delighted to partner with, with the government of Karnataka to help us achieve this vision. So as a result, we've been accredited by the Airports Council International. It's the global benchmark for airports where we've retained our carbon accreditation for level three plus for, I think, now the fourth consecutive year. And now we're working towards upgrading our ACI accreditation to level four plus by this financial year that we are in right now. So very, very satisfied with our efforts in the space of energy. Okay. Now, coming to the future, I mean, the airport's new upcoming Terminal 2 as a pronounced garden theme. Is this by design as a further push for sustainability? Clearly, sustainability is a clear goal. So, therefore, planting more trees and plants will result in carbon sequestration, and which is one of our clear objectives. Secondly, I think what drove the initial thought of creating a garden in the terminal was that we were debating and brainstorming what should we do when we build a new terminal for the city of Bangalore? How can we make sure that this terminal is dedicated to the uh, spirit of Bangalore? And when we looked at the spirit of Bangalore, we realized that amongst other things, one of the significant aspects that Bangalore has always been known for is for being a garden city. Some of it, which I think is lost over the last few years, in the face of progress and development that we have seen, my entire team came together to suggest that this would be a great option for us to dedicate this terminal to the city by making it a terminal in the garden. So that's the second objective. So first was, of course, carbon sequestration and all that. Secondly was clearly the fact that we could make this clearly the dedication uh, from our side to the city of Bangalore. And third, I think it's the most pleasing thing to the eyes. We wanted people to be connected back to nature. We wanted people to enjoy this beautiful biodiversity environment that we are creating so that it actually calms them down, connects them back with nature and reminds them of this uh, beautiful planet that we live in. Apart from the fact that the terminal itself is surrounded by a forest belt, which consists of a bunch of endemic species. So what we have done 
is actually focused on biodiversity. We have aimed to conserve uh, rare, endangered and threatened species from both the Western as well as the Eastern Ghats. So we've actually gone out, picked out, they're known as RET, rare, endangered, threatened species, and brought them here. Currently, we have collected about 3,000 species of flora wealth. And over a period of time, our aim is to take it up to about 5,000. Our conservatory as a whole already has about 800 plus varieties of trees. From the Karnataka forest ecosystem alone, we have 300 plus endemic species. And in this process, we'll create a biome that the future generations can be proud of. The landscape inside the terminal specifically focuses on plant species from different parts of the world. Typically, airports perform the function of being a portal a gateway, a gateway for the rest of the world to connect to the city and for the city to connect to the rest of the world. So while we have covered the whole campus with various varieties of plants and trees from India, we have collected them almost from 26 agroclimate zones of India. At the same time, within the terminal, we decided that let's give an opportunity to showcase to the local people plants and species of plants from around the world. So we've actually collected species from different continents, many, many countries, almost 160 species, and uh, they will be in the terminal indoor environment. Technology plays a very, very big role in the area of uh, sustainability, both from a construction development standpoint, because that's what we are referring to, the future, and also from the operations and maintenance perspective. So from the operations maintenance perspective, I already spoke about a, a few elements of technology. I spoke about the fact that we have done chiller plant optimization, but even from a construction standpoint, we have done everything possible to ensure that even the future buildings that we are building are sustainable in every sense. So, for instance, if you look at the terminal, the green building concepts have been integrated to achieve 100% energy efficiency. We've also ensured that there is natural light that's being used inside the terminal, right? So, there is very little reliance on artificial uh, illumination. The other interesting aspect of Terminal 2 is that we've used natural materials. We've used brick, we've used bamboo, and so on and so forth, which are natural materials which have the impact of also cooling down the building use of electric vehicles, using plastics in road construction, and so on and so forth are various elements of what we do to ensure that sustainability is sort of embedded into everything that we do. Even in the procurement, uh, we ensure that no ozone-depleting substances are used across the campus. From a future-proofing perspective, we're constantly keeping our eyes on the developing technologies that can be adopted. As soon as we see something that's interesting, we straight get into doing a trial. So what we do is normally when we see something that's coming up that is uh, likely to be good from a sustainability standpoint, we immediately do a proof of concept. And with the proof of concept, we establish whether this will bring us the desired result or not. And if the result is achieved in the proof of concept, then we go out for a full commercial rollout. Now that uh, brings us to the final question. Now, you have spoken about all these interventions, but ultimately all this should have been designed to improve the passenger experience, right? Now, as the new terminal opens and more passengers come in, uh, will the projects being undertaken now face uh, some kind of a capacity constraint in the future? So, I'm going to sort of bring in three aspects into this. One, from a capacity issue, uh, I don't see any problem whatsoever. So, what we have done is that we have taken a long-term view of capacity. We have a clear idea as to how we expect the capacity requirements to grow over a period of time based on how we see demand developing. So keeping that in mind, we've got the master plan and the master plan has got several phases, each phase introducing a new element of infrastructure that will keep catering to the 
growing demand. So that from a capacity standpoint, I don't see any concern. Similarly, at the core of everything that we do, including the design of new infrastructure, at the center of everything is customer experience. Without that, nothing matters. The most important thing is how can we ensure that we deliver a great experience to our customers? So Every bit of design that you see, whether it's the art program, whether it's the landscaping program, whether it's the technology that we're using at the terminal, whether it's the environment that you're providing with retail, food and beverage, with the efficiency of our operations, all that put together, the focus is straightforward. It has to make sure that the customer is delighted. Now, the question is, in doing all this, building capacity, uh, ensuring customer is satisfied. Can we do all this in a responsible fashion? So all these sustainability efforts, you know, are those special efforts that are uh, done by us to ensure that customer experience is delivered in a responsible manner. To leave one final thought with you on this point is the fact that I think the more responsible and more sustainable we become as an airport, it will also give rise to people feeling more comfortable with the fact that they're taking a flight. There is a growing concern around the environmental footprint or the climate change footprint of aviation itself. And by all these measures that we have taken, Rashid, we're sending a message across to, the, to our passengers and to our customers that we are compensating with all these actions for the energy footprint that we leave behind as we travel. So that way, even consumers who are using aviation, who are using the airport facilities and enjoying the airport facilities will also know that these facilities have been delivered in a responsible fashion and therefore will be very comfortable enjoying these services because there is a growing, growing concern amongst the youngsters today that they must be seen making only responsible choices. Thank you, Mr. Hari, for giving us a ringside view of the projects and showing an achievable sustainability vision for the city. Thank you again. Thank you, Rashid. Thank you for having me on the show. And that's all we have for you today. To keep you updated on all things news and views, head straight to deckeneral.com.